It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, Grant and Isbert joins us this morning. It, it was uh, around about six years ago, uh, perhaps just a little bit over that, Nisbo, but I remember that call. I remember that moment when he, he just seized on that uh, little nudge from uh, Ben Smith and that was game over, World Cup over. Uh, what were your memories of that uh, when we're talking about Bowden Barrett? Oh, good day, Smithy. Uh, yeah, one of the great memories, wasn't it, really? I mean, in a World Cup final to score a spectacular try like that. And uh, I think that showed Bowden Barrett. <clears throat> he has exceptional speed and just the ability to be in the right place at the right time. And, um, yeah, I think if I reflect on a fair few years of doing, um, you know, all-black test matches, that would have to be one of the highlights to be at the, I guess, the home of rugby, Twickenham, uh, to be beating Australia in, in a match which was uh, in the balance the same Ben Smith, of course, who kicked the ball through was uh, in the sin bin for uh, 10 minutes and in that time the Aussies scored a try and it was, um, it was just a great game all round really, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a real sporting highlight. It was and, um, you know, uh, as you say, I mean, once he, he led the pack charging for that, it was like, it, it, it was over so quickly but you could just see the whole World Cup just arriving on New Zealand's doorstep because he was so far in front and his skills uh, finished it off. And as we're not that far away this weekend um, uh, from Twickenham is uh, Cardiff, of course, uh, and that's where he's going to run out uh, for his 100th Test match, uh, fully deserving. Uh, I, I'm in a way uh, pretty glad that he made that starting 15. What have you made of that side that they've named this morning? Yeah, I'm a wee bit with you on that. Um, I think it's good in his 100th test that he's he's actually running out with the team uh, rather than sort of coming off the bench with maybe 20 minutes to go. So um, uh, it's such a toss-up between him and Richie Moonga at the moment. And, you know, I don't think there's very much between the two players. There's arguments on both sides. Uh, I think those who support Richie Moonga would probably say he's the incumbent although, of course, he wasn't in Australia for half the time the All Blacks were over there, and it gave Barrett an opportunity to kind of re-establish himself, I guess, in the All Blacks after that stint away in Japan. I think looking through the rest of the team, it's it's largely predictable. Um, it's a team um, basically uh, selected on form. Uh, you know, you could argue, I guess, at number nine, where TJ Perinara gets the start ahead of Brad Weber. Um, I'm really pleased to see Ethan Blackadder being recognised in a major test match like this because I think his work rate 
has probably won in the battle over Yuani. And outside of that, I don't really think you can quibble too much with the team. No, it's, um, it is an, an interesting side in, in a couple of areas for me. I'm, I'm still not sure whether we know what our preferred back three is. Uh, this weekend it's uh, Geordie Barrett um, and uh, uh, alongside him Rico Ioane and Will Jordan. But really, uh, I'm a bit of a loss there to say I absolutely know which it is. Well, I think they're feeling the same way. Um, you know, there have been, uh, been attempts to play McKenzie at fullback, uh, but I think most would agree that Geordie Barrett, who spent most of last season on the wing, he seems to be uh, the preferred option there at the moment, and he certainly didn't let himself down in Australia. He played really well, Geordie Barrett. And the goal-kicking, of course, was an absolute bonus. And with the greatest respect to Bowden, uh, I'd rather have Geordie there sort of covering the goal-kicking um, because, uh, you know, Bowden's goal-kicking is, is not 100%, let's be honest about it. If Moanga were starting, then maybe slightly different. But uh, So Geordie, Geordie's there on merit without any doubt whatsoever. Will Jordan has been something of a, um, a standout since he started. I think he's got 15 tries and 10 test matches or something ridiculous like that. Um, so really he has to go and he's a, he has that ability to pop up where others don't and uh, and just uh, cash in on try scoring opportunities. And I do think that Rico Iwani has better served on the wing. Uh, he's been tried at centre, he's played well at centre on occasions. Well, it just gives him a little more opportunity, a little more freedom out on the wing. So, look, I, I'm not quibbling at all with that back three. I think it's pretty solid. Right, let's uh, uh, look at a couple who aren't there, which is, uh, I guess it's going to be a slow road back for Sam Kane. So uh, the custodian will still be uh, Samuel Whitelock for quite some time, it seems, there. So Kane not in the reserves. Neither Dane Coles, which uh, probably is a, a little bit of an eyebrow raiser. They've preferred Sam Asuni. Uh, Tokiaho in the 16 jersey. Yeah, look, they must consider that, um, you know, for a tough test match like this, Dane Coles is not quite ready because, without any doubt in my mind, um, he, along with Cody Taylor, are, you can argue one and two or two and one in the All Blacks. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking that they have looked at Coles and, and physically. He looked pretty good in a game in, in the U.S., but, of course, uh, there wasn't too much contact there. There was a lot of running around and the sort of uh, rugby that Dane Coles prefers to play, no doubt about it. But he, you know, he can do the tough stuff as well. So maybe they've looked at this game and said, well, um, you know, we, we need a seasoned uh, hard man to come on. So they've gone with uh, Tokyo. But I, I was a little bit surprised, I have to say, when I, when I saw the team, because even though he's 30, what, four years of age, Dane Coles, he's still right up there. Mm. Uh, and maybe uh, a starting role for him, perhaps in the next one. Maybe they're, they're saving the keeping the powder dry for them. Uh, a lot of talk about who Wales have not got rather than who they have got. Uh, but who they have got uh, of interest to New Zealand uh, viewers, of course, is Gareth Amscombe in 10 and Johnny McNichol in 15. So with, along with Wayne Pivak, uh, there's a real New Zealand flavour to this outfit. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, I've been re- trying to read a lot about the Welsh team this week and... Uh, you know, this won't be a bad side. Um, you know, you throw them onto uh, onto the big stadium in Cardiff in front of a capacity crowd, 
and get them revved up. They'll play all right, don't worry about that. They've got some pretty hardened veterans in the forwards, you know, Alan Wynne Jones playing in his 149th test, so mm. he overtakes Richie McCaw as the um, as the most capped uh, rugby player in history. So a big day for him. Uh, Richard Moriarty is an outstanding loose forward. So is Adam Wainwright. So they've got the basis of a pretty good pack. And as you say, you've got uh, Gareth Anthem against him. You've got Jonathan Davis, who is an outstanding international player. And Johnny McNichol, I think we more associate Johnny McNichol as a winger in his Canterbury days, um, but obviously he's turned himself into a pretty handy sort of a fullback. So I, I, um, I, I figure this might be a bad Welsh team at all. Yeah, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you there. And um, of course, the other thing that never is lacking, uh, Nisbo, and, and um, you know, if you haven't experienced it, and, and you, you can at some stage get to um, Millennium Stadium. It is something different that even uh, players without a lot of experience will lift in that red jersey. No doubt about it, absolutely. Uh, people often say to me, what's the best rugby stadium you've been to around the world? And, and that's right up there. Um, presumably the room, uh, I don't think I've ever seen it with the roof open. Uh, maybe I have, I'm not sure. But generally speaking, the roof is closed. And so it just makes the noise even greater. And, of course, uh, the build-up, and you've been there, Smithy, the build-up with uh, the crowd hollowing Delilah and all the rest of it, and then, of course, the Welsh National Anthem, um, the reaction to the haka. Um, it'll be pure theatre, and that's exactly what it is. It's pure theatre. And if, if, but it can't, if it can't um, rev the Welsh up, then I don't know what, uh, what can. And, of course, they are the Six Nations champions. We do know that missing a few key players. But I guess when you look back, so are the All Blacks in many ways, aren't they? You know, guys like Aaron Smith and Scott Barrett and Patrick Tuukoloto and others are not there. Um, the Welsh are going to be down on you know, maybe half a dozen of their best players, but I reckon this lot will raise themselves. Yeah, um, I, I tend to uh, agree with you on that. and uh, it's of, uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and, and just getting back to Barrett, um, you know, it's... Uh, some might say, um, you know, he's uh, number two behind Dan Carter. Some might say um, he might be a little bit further back in the pecking order if you take into account uh, what the role for number 10 was back in the day. Grant Fox is pretty hard to go past. And then you've got Mertz as well. But what I, what I would say about Bowden Barrett is when he was at his absolute peak and, and maybe he can get back there, his impact off the bench must have been very scary for opposition coaches to counter. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and it was all about the pace, wasn't it? The pace and uh, and the ability, and when you think back on Bowden Barrett's career, some of the performances that he turned in, and I saw a game the other night, and I think it was way back about 2013 at Ellis Park in Johannesburg when he was just phenomenal running in tries and cutting down Billy LaRue in the corner with a magnificent tackle and, you know, really has the ability to do it all, and... Um, and uh, I think I think he'll be right up there when we when we reflect when he finally retires when we reflect. I think Dan Carter is the prince of number tens uh, as far as the All Blacks are concerned. But Barrett will be in the conversation for sure, along with the guys that you mentioned, the Foxes and the Mertons and these sort of fellas, uh, simply because he had um, you know he had characteristics that others didn't have, and one of them was pure pace. You know, he had the pace of a winger, and he still has. Let's be honest about it. So. Um, I'm delighted the boat's got to 100 tests. You wouldn't meet a better fella. And um, let's hope he plays well. 
Yep, let's hope he plays well, Nispo. As always, uh, thanks very much for uh, your contribution. Uh, look forward to this game at the weekend, and um, uh, let's just hope they, they celebrate in style, and uh, Bowden Barrett gets that uh, silver cap on the back of a, a comfortable win and a, a terrific performance. As usual, Nisbo, thanks for your thoughts. Okay, Smithy, cheers.